There's a reason why in Florida, professional wrestling was deemed an essential business. Because it kicks ass. This is Heel Turns and Headlocks. And this is Bear DiGiulio and Brian LaPrey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Heel Turns and Headlocks podcast. I'm your co-host, Brian LaPrey, and with me, as always, the big dog, Bear DiGiulio. I'm not that cool, but thank you for the introduction, brother. Uh, You sell yourself short. Look, today we are talking about the former big dog, now the tribal chief, the man who has gone from the most hated wrestler you were i guess supposed to like to a guy who is incredibly hateable and somehow we like him wrestling is funny that way Uh, we are obviously talking about roman reigns uh, who has had a career 180 uh, ever since he's come back at SummerSlam, something that you never saw coming it's been a different roman reigns uh some regards it's kind of been a callback to the shield where it's this more ruthless and, and you know physical and aggressive Roman Reigns, the one who a Roman Reigns who a lot of fans actually loved in the beginning. I mean, if we look back far enough, we'll remember that fans were actually mad when Roman Reigns came up short at the Royal Rumble and Batista won it instead. Wrestling again is very weird, but here we are in 2020, the weirdest of years. And Roman Reigns has reached basically the top of professional wrestling. He is the reigning WWE Universal Champion. He technically has never lost that title. So it's kind of like Reign 1.5. But we'll call it two because why not? I'm rambling. The point that we're making here today, ladies and gentlemen, is that Roman Reigns is on top of professional wrestling. And being that as it may, we thought... Why not look forward? Why not look ahead to where I guess you could say the top star in wrestling, debatable, but a fair claim, would be at the top show in wrestling. And that, of course, is WrestleMania 37. Originally planned to be in Hollywood. Now, not too sure where it's going to be, but there's no reason why it can't be a box office event, especially when Roman Reigns is the universal champion. Now, obviously, much could change between now and WrestleMania. Roman Reigns could lose the title. We're going to take that into account. I think that with these five options that we've come up with, we've created a scenario where, title or not, Roman Reigns would be in a situation that not only would be enjoyable to watch, but potentially somebody could kick him in the damn teeth and put him back in his place because that man is hateable. I hate him. I, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've hated a wrestler this much since JBL. And here at Heel Turns and Headlocks, we keep it kayfabe. So you know exactly how much hate that is. Uh, we're going to get right into it though, because I've been rambling for way too long. And we are going to start with the first person who Roman Reigns could face at WrestleMania 37. In this scenario, ideally for the Universal Championship. And Bear, it's a guy who 
you've sold me on and now I'm completely behind potentially winning the Royal Rumble in 2021. And that is former New Day member, Big E. The way Big E has been presented to us after New Day has kind of disbanded, you know, I guess there's a New Day chapter on SmackDown, a New Day chapter on Raw, given the way that Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston were drafted over to Raw as the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, and now they're the Raw Tag Team Champions. Um, Look, we're going to do an episode based on the Royal Rumble, and I've sold this to Bray, and I've sold this to anybody who will listen. I really, truly hope Big E wins the Royal Rumble. And by the way, we've yet to get this match in singles competition, which is wild to me, considering just how parallel their careers are, given the way that Big E kind of climbed through the ranks of NXT. Roman Reigns seemingly got his start in NXT, but he wasn't as big of a deal in NXT quite like Big E was. You know, Roman Reigns comes up to the main roster as a part of the Shield, Big E comes up and he's Dolph Ziggler's bodyguard. This is a mega match. This is a match of two hosses going at it. And with the way Roman Reigns portrays himself as the tribal chief, and it's kind of looking like the Usos are going to be joining him. How cool would it be to have Big E and his New Day brethren on in his corner against Roman Reigns with the Usos in there in his corner? This match, and I hate to use the term always writes itself but we really don't have to write it nobody has to write it because it has mega match written all over it who would be opposed to this match being the main event of wrestlemania look we've talked a lot on this podcast about i i don't know what word to really put on it roles seems kind of silly to say because in wrestling the beauty is how open it is it's probably the most open form of sport and art in the world but In that same breath, it's kind of cool when you get to see two legitimate heavyweights go at it. It's it's a rarity. You know, in boxing, people still go crazy for the heavyweight fight. In UFC, the same thing. When you get two colossal human beings colliding at full speed, and you have the you have the uh, movable object versus the irresistible force, it's the oldest trope in storytelling, but it it's so captivating. And with Big E versus Roman Reigns, you'd have two of the toughest and strongest guys in all of WWE. You know, they use their strength very differently. Roman Reigns, obviously a guy who strikes with power, whereas Big E has this incredible powerlifting background that enables him to do incredible, incredible things in the ring. Plus, just like Roman, Big E has this deceptive athleticism where you see a guy come out built the way that he's built, you know, Jack to the gills. And you think, well, you know, maybe he'll be a little stiff. Biggie is incredibly agile. And, and, you know, in the ring, he's got it all. He's the complete package. Hell, we've seen him tap people out this year. Who would have thought that, you know, using the stretch muffler, or if you're an early 2000 SmackDown fan, the Brock lock, uh, Call back to that stuff. Bring it back, Brock Lesnar. Biggie versus Brock, WrestleMania 38. Eh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, why, point why, is, not? why not? Hey, I'm here for it. But look, point is, Big E is a guy who, as Bear said, it writes itself. You're talking about a guy who his, I mean, really his first foray into real full-time singles competition, obviously post-New Day, was a great feud with Sheamus where he won this incredible and criminally underrated 
Falls Count Anywhere match. Bear has been hyping that up. I'm right there with him, man. That that match was awesome. Really one of the best matches of the 2020, and we're not talking about it for some reason. We're going to try and change that. Uh, before he was a New Day, though, before he was an eight-time tag team champion, I repeat, an eight-time tag team champion with one set of partners. Crazy. Uh, before he was one of the faces of professional wrestling, he was the face of NXT. He was the NXT champion, second ever. He actually beat Seth Rollins to win that title. A guy who is now, what, a five-time world champion? And as always, we include the NXT championship. So Big E, also a former world champion. He's also a former Intercontinental champion. I think the point we're trying to make here is just as simple as there's not, like, you're not pivoting too much. Biggie has always had this potential and it's all been about opportunity. And if you're going to have a WrestleMania main event or even just a world title match main event or not at WrestleMania, the top guy versus the top rising star. I mean, that's about as good as it gets. And a few months ago, um, actually in August of 2020, Biggie recently spoke with Maddie Paddock of talk sport. And he revealed that there were rumors in terms of who the next guy would be. And this is going to kind of break kayfabe a little bit. So bear with us. This is Biggie saying exactly this. There was a point, and I don't know if this was a thing, but there was a rumor that the choice was between me and Roman to be the top guy of the company. And they were kind of deciding to me, Roman made so much sense. Look at him. You can say what you want about him, but look at the guy I've been in the ring with him and he's incredible. He gets so much love. I don't think I've ever seen anybody say I didn't enjoy working with him or I didn't think he was good in the ring. If you've been in the ring with him, you'd know he deserves the spot he got. So, and I'm continuing the point here. Six or seven years ago, it wouldn't have made much sense for me to get that push. I wasn't ready for it then. Now I feel so much more comfortable as a performer, as a promo and in my character and unabashedly being myself. I feel capable of being whatever this run, this run is going to be. Big E acknowledges the fact that it was a possibility that he could have been, quite frankly, the top dog of WWE. He wasn't ready for it. He acknowledges that. And now he feels primed to be in that position. So why not give him that opportunity? And having him against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania just makes complete sense. And quite frankly, my favorite name on this list, besides one more later on, we'll name later. Well, if you don't want it to be Biggie, well, what's wrong with you? Just kidding. Well, kind of, you know, truth and jest and all of that stuff. If you don't want it to be Biggie, and I think Bear just sold it about as well as you can, the guy who it was quote unquote supposed to be versus the guy who really you can't deny. It, it's a heavyweight main event. We all want to see it, but. It doesn't have to be a heavyweight main event, does it? Sometimes the best storytellers in professional wrestling are the ones who make you forget all about the weight classes. They're the ones that make you forget all about how big and powerful someone is versus how, oh, they're smaller. And if you need a match to pop into your head, how about Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker? Shawn Michaels was about a foot shorter and at least 150 pounds lighter. You never really thought about it. Well, there's a wrestler today who I think has 
similar capabilities of overcoming the odds in a way that is not even traditionally underdog. It's just, they're that damn good. And I think that guy justifiably is second on our list for potential WrestleMania options or opponents for Roman Reigns. And that is Daniel Bryan, a guy who he's been the quote unquote ultimate underdog. We'll get back to that nickname, but he's also been the guy, you know, we've all laughed or grown furious over talks of B plus player, right? You know, we've all been there. We've seen, we've seen these captivating stories being told, but Daniel Bryan through and through has been a top guy. He, he's a five-time world champion in WWE. He has won the WWE championship four times. I know that maybe those reigns weren't as long as we wanted them to be in some regards due to injury, but four reigns as the WWE champion is a bigger deal than it seems. And the reason I'm saying that is because plain and simple, not a lot of people have done it. There have really only been just a little over a handful of guys who have held the title five times. Let's put that into perspective. John Cena at 13, Randy Orton at 10, Triple H at 9, The Rock at 8, Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold Steve Austin at 6, Brock Lesnar and Bret Hart at 5. And then you have Daniel Bryan with others such as Edge, Kurt Angle, and The Undertaker at 4. I repeat, Daniel Bryan with Edge, Kurt Angle, and The Undertaker at 4. That's incredible company. That's Hall of Fame, legacy, all-time great company. Daniel Bryan's right there. He's held the WWE Championship more times than Shawn Michaels. And for what it's worth, more times than Roman Reigns. Daniel Bryan is a guy who has been a quote-unquote top star his entire career, even when he tried to deny that he was. But the biggest feather in Daniel Bryan's cap here, Bear, I think is simply that Daniel Bryan wants to be on the side of good. He wants to be, he wants to facilitate the growth of the next generation. He has made that abundantly clear. He wants to take on the up and comers. And one of those guys that he wanted to take on and help grow in the singles realm was Jey Uso. And well, as we saw this past Friday, Roman Reigns is corrupting the next generation. You know, storytelling 101 at its finest, right? And you alluded to this just a couple of minutes ago about Daniel Bryan and Jey Uso. Look, wrestling is based on good versus evil. Yeah. At the moment, there's really no one more evil. Well, maybe you can argue Randy Orton. You can probably argue The Fiend. There's really no one as evil as Roman Reigns. And quite frankly, there's really no one as good in terms of being a good guy as Daniel Bryan. And wild stat of the day, and shout out to Cage Match for this, we've only gotten Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan one time in singles competition. Fastlane 2015, Roman Reigns defended his championship opportunity at WrestleMania against Daniel Bryan, beat Daniel Bryan for that, and not seen them in singles competition since how wild possible i know it's wwe does a really good job and it's weird to me how they 
keep these guys seemingly apart for so long. Maybe it's on purpose because you kind of save these marquee matchups and why not save a marquee matchup like this for WrestleMania? And, you know, Brian alluded to this earlier about, you know, Roman Reigns, a fan favorite in 2014. Everybody wanted him to win the Royal Rumble. And then Batista wins it. No one will ever forget Blue Tista, right? A year later, you know, Daniel Bryan was the one that everybody wanted to win and didn't, right? So the way that these two careers have kind of, you know, they're almost parallel in the sense that they're very successful, obviously. They've only got one singles match under their under their belts against each other. We'd love to see it again one more time. And again, wrestling started out essentially as a battle of good versus evil. This is the definition of that match. Daniel Bryan being the good guy and Roman Reigns being the big dog, the tribal chief, the bad guy. And I I think that that's really all it comes down to. And I don't mean to say that in a disparaging way or a, a way that makes it seem like this is a basic match. Cause it's not, it's a match with high stakes. It's a match that sees one guy and that guy, of course, being Daniel Bryan, trying to protect the future of WWE against another guy, Roman Reigns, kind of seems like he's owed all of this, right? Like, kind of seems like maybe almost like he's owning it. You know what I mean? Like, he, he he's just looking at it dead in the eyes and saying, yeah, you know what? I was handed these opportunities because I'm that damn good. And what do you say? Because look at what he's done. He took the title off of The Fiend. He beat Braun Strowman the second time around pretty maliciously. Roman Reigns has been knocking on the door. Well, now he's kicked it down. And that's put a lot of WWE's future in danger in the eyes of someone like Daniel Bryan. So why not step up and try and protect what you believe in? That is what Daniel Bryan has always been, a man of his morals. Against Roman Reigns, a guy who at times kind of seems like he doesn't have any morals. I think that's great A storytelling. And I think WrestleMania or not, I really hope we get that match and that rivalry at some point during Daniel Bryan's last run. By the way, if you want to check out who else we think Daniel Bryan should wrestle during his last run, cheap plug. Head over to Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, we're probably there. We have a man, you. Ah, you're too kind. We have a special episode dedicated exactly to that, Daniel Bryan's final run. And by the way, if you are unfamiliar, Daniel Bryan recently said that this will be his final run as a full-time wrestler. So what if the last thing he ever does is save WWE from Roman Reigns? And speaking of people who have saved WWE from corruption, well, right on schedule, here comes Kevin Owens. The guy who is my pick to win the Royal Rumble in 2021, Bears going with Big E. I am finding it difficult not to agree with him. But the one guy standing in the path of me doing so is Kevin Owens. And the reason is Kevin Owens has kind of been ridding WWE of those people who abuse their power, right? And the most significant example of that was Shane McMahon, the best in the world was coming out every week and destroying 
everything, right? Ruining people's enjoyment to some extent and, and being that corporate figure that you truly and genuinely hate. And then there's Kevin Owens, a guy who has a great deal of history with Shane McMahon, actually. He's been on both sides of that coin. He's been the bad guy. He's been the one whose moral compass was pointing in the wrong direction, but he came to some kind of a realization and he rid WWE of Shane O'Mac. They had that incredible match on SmackDown. Kevin Owens even hit a frog splash through a ladder. Pretty damn good. Why not bring that back? Why not, you know, Bear and I have talked about this a lot and we're going to do an episode of this nature. We've talked about those wrestlers who can be the star. You know, the transcendent star in wrestling. I believe Kevin Owens can be that guy. And I think that there have been a couple examples of him being very close to becoming that guy. And then it just seems like maybe maybe the opportunities weren't there to help him take that final step to the next level. And Kevin Owens against Roman Reigns, I mean... We've seen it before over the Universal Championship, but in a completely different way. I think this would be a reinvention of a story and some really good matches, by the way. Uh, And not only a reinvention, but I think it would be the opportunity for Kevin Owens to prove at a WrestleMania, I'm the guy. Give me the keys. I can take this company. Kevin Owens has talked extensively about not only being passionate about wrestling, but being completely loyal to WWE. He didn't watch WCW. He didn't give a crap about Goldberg or Rey Mysterio or all those guys until they came to WWE. And now here he is. And all he wants to do is prove that he can carry the baton. Well, if you want to take that baton because they won't give it to you, beating Roman Reigns is the way to go. Plus, I mean, the guy's called a prize fighter for a reason. (laughs) And the Universal Championship is the prize, especially on Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns' respective brand of SmackDown. Um, I just wanted to point out the fact that a couple of weeks ago, Kevin Owens did an interview with Bleacher Report and they asked Kevin Owens, who would you like to see? And this is Kevin in his exact words. It's easy to say because it's the top star and he's the champion, so who wouldn't want to work with Roman Reigns? But his new identity, or whatever you want to call it, I always thought me versus Roman in the proper setting could be really interesting. And the proper setting is more than ever. Now that he's embraced his awesome tribal chief persona, I think me and I think me being pretty much the complete opposite of him would be an interesting clash. Brain said it before we've seen this match before they were great, but we haven't seen it since may of 2018. And now with the roles seemingly reversed with Roman reigns, again, embracing this awesome, even Kevin Owens said it, this awesome tribal chief persona versus Kevin Owens, who we're watching on SmackDown, his his character really evolve into something different. Can anybody really trust Kevin Owens at this time? Again, I alluded to this in the Daniel Bryan episode. Ask Chris Jericho, ask Sami Zayn. It's really hard to trust Kevin Owens, but with a championship like the Universal title on the line against, against Roman Reigns and in a big proper setting like WrestleMania, We say it all the time. Sign us up. The clean version. I'm trying really hard. (laughs) In all seriousness, though, look, this is, again, just like Daniel Bryan, 
just like Big E, who's always preached the power of positivity. This is a story of good versus evil. This is a story of one guy who stands up for his moral beliefs. You know, even when Kevin Owens was the quote unquote bad guy, he always had a clear motivation. It was for his family. It was to take care of his wife and children. That's why he became such a sympathetic figure, even when he was power bombing people into the ring apron. Now you have a chance to put him in that real authentic role of not only being the guy, but beating the, I mean, sorry, the big dog. And at WrestleMania, I don't think it gets any bigger than that, of course. And Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns, it's a main event that's just waiting to happen. Hopefully we get it at some point. If not, forgive us for riding this wave of good versus evil, but number four on this list is a guy who, well, he's been dealing with somebody who Roman Reigns is quite familiar with. He's a guy who really embodies what this storyline could be of good versus evil, but also, well... We'll say it before Michael Cole can. It's the ultimate underdog against the big dog. It's Rey Mysterio. So, so many dogs. So many dogs. You can't even can't even fathom. The Hound of Justice. Oh, God. Dogs for days. Uh, and Bray is a cat guy. This is wild. Oh, man. Cats versus dogs at WrestleMania. No. All right. Let's be serious. <laughs> Rey Mysterio, obviously one of the greatest of all time. Not only one of the greatest, one of the most important, one of the most influential uh, a three-time wwe world champion one of the I, I don't even know if you could say one of the probably the greatest cruiserweight wrestler ever you know it, it, at least in north america um a guy who has been he's been loved his entire career it, it, it's really unlike anything we've ever seen you have a lot of wrestlers with longevity, right? Very few like Rey Mysterio, but a lot of wrestlers with longevity. The difference between Rey and so many others is that he's been loved pretty much throughout. You know, maybe you can find a few crowds here and there that weren't exactly on his side. But Rey Mysterio has been, he, he's an icon. And that word is so terribly overused in pop culture and wrestling alike, but he is, you know, he, he's arguably the greatest masked wrestler in American wrestling history. Uh, and, and that's a long list of candidates, or at least maybe a short list, but a short list with a lot of great candidates, I guess is the better way to say it. But Ray has been wrestling for over 30 years, 30 years in the game. He's been loved the entire time. I mean, his longevity compares to that of, you know, the undertaker to that of sting. And I mean, Chris Jericho, very few on that list. Ray is one of those guys. Obviously, we've seen Ray in a WrestleMania main event before. He won the title, the World Heavyweight title. He's also a former WWE champion, as I said. He, he's really done pretty much everything. He's a Grand Slam champion. Uh, he's won the Royal Rumble. He tag team title reigns with four different partners and maybe five if he gets them with his son. That would be pretty cool, I think. Not the point. Point is... Roman Reigns' whole thing has been about family. It's It's been about trying to convince Jey Uso, essentially, to make him fall in line, to, to 
to make him understand that he's the head of the table and that he's the breadwinner. He's the one who's going to take care of this family. And if they don't listen to him, they're out of the family. And then you look on the other end of the spectrum with Rey Mysterio and his entire goal is to empower his own son, his own family to have success in their own career, to empower his family instead of trying to keep them beneath him or, or, or make them almost almost servants to his mission. Ray has always been the good. Roman right now is pure evil. And both of these men care deeply about family. I think you could have a real deep, authentic, and emotional story between Ray Mysterio and Roman Reigns. Aside from these two men sharing the ring, obviously, and various Royal Rumbles, various Survivor Series styles matches, this is another weird stat. We've never seen this match one-on-one. Never. The closest thing we got was a Big E, Kofi, Big E pre-New Day, Kofi Kingston, obviously pre-New Day, and Rey Mysterio were in a tag team match, in a six-man tag match, excuse me, against The Shield. Other than that, we've never seen Rey Mysterio face Roman Reigns. Again, we've seen it in a Royal Rumble capacity, We've seen it in a Survivor Series capacity. Never one-on-one. Rey Mysterio, quite frankly, we believe, we believe is almost done with wrestling. Safe to say he's been doing it for seemingly ever. So putting the bow on his career, having him in such a prominent match with the big dog, again, any of these men, sign us the F up. And again, who says no to this match? You know, again, wrestling's purely based on good versus evil. We said that before. We're going to say it again. Rey Mysterio, the ultimate good guy. Roman Reigns, right now, really the ultimate bad guy. It's wild to think that, too. Like, Roman Reigns debuted in 2012 with the Shield on the main roster. Since 2012, we have yet to see Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio in singles capacity. That's wild. That's, I can't believe that. But alas, here we are. And, Book it, brother. Book it indeed. And if good versus evil isn't really your speed and you want something a little different, well, don't worry. We have one more option for you. And we believe that option. I mean, let's be honest. It's the rumor we've all heard. And we don't do the rumor mill very often here at Heel Turns and Headlocks. But the moment you hear that it's even a remote possibility, you have to look into it as a possibility. And that, of course, Well, that's Roman Reigns versus kind of the actual head of the table, The Rock. And The Rock obviously needs no introduction, but Bear, I I really don't think you can, who knows if tickets will even be sold, but I don't think you sell many more tickets than you would with Roman Reigns versus The Rock. And that has to be some kind of a factor. So The Rock actually recently spoke to Haram Garcia on his YouTube channel, and the great one stated that he would be open to having a WrestleMania 37 match against Roman. This is Rock's exact words. Feels like that's the one that makes the most sense, right? Would be Roman. In terms of box office draw, I know how that conversation goes. Listen, here's what we're thinking. Roman beats you now at this WrestleMania, but listen, before you guys say anything, then on to the next one. That's when... But, you know, the truth is I would be honored not only to share the ring with Roman and go back to the WWE, I'd be honored to have him raise his hand in that one. 
we here at Heel Turns and Headlocks don't like to break kayfabe per se, but Dwayne did just that in that interview. That's okay. Look, if you're going to bring The Rock back in any capacity, especially with the way Roman Reigns has been treating his family, the Usos, yeah, you absolutely have to do this one. This is the one that's that most excites me because, again, every, The Rock needs no introduction, but he's the most electrifying man in all of entertainment. He's the you know he he's one of the greatest of all time. We've talked about him a couple of times on this podcast. Having him kind of defend that honor of their family really tells a compelling story for WrestleMania 37, especially in Hollywood. Imagine the promo battles between Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, and The Rock in terms of this Hollywood quote unquote gimmick that they have going on for WrestleMania. I, I think you just sold everyone at Paul Heyman versus The Rock on the mic. Right? Like, we've kind of seen that when Rock faced Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman was Brock Lesnar's advocate at the time. And, you know, this 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 is a completely different era of just how far The, the Rock's the most recognized actor in, again, all of entertainment. Yeah. And then you have the tribal chief who is at the top of his game. Plus, again, you know, Rock has yet to enter the Hall of Fame for whatever reason. Why not have this be his last match? And you know what the reality is also, even though, you know, we we can sit here and we can say, you know, what if it's his last match? And that's a fair question. That would be a great way to go out, right? Take the, you know, pull the kayfabe curtain up for a second and say, going up against, you know, going up against family, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, that's a great way to go out. But what if he wins? You know, I, I think that's the appeal of The Rock. He's a guy who the beauty of his wrestling career, I think really more than anything is, you look at it, his run, his full-time run in WWF wasn't really that long. You know, that not insulting just saying you know look at from the point let's say when he took over the nation of domination to when he started making movies you've only got about four or five years there and then he's sporadically there and he goes into retirement for the first time and then he comes back for what a year or two and he's basically gone for most of that second year not the point point is like the rock simply when he comes back, you don't know what to expect because you don't know when he's coming back. It's the one thing that the dirt sheets can't really capture. And let's pray they never do because that would be ruining something great about wrestling. But really the rock has that. He has that presence where if he faces Roman reigns and you're booking this as, you know, again, sorry, taking our kayfabe hat off for a second, but if you're presenting this as, the self-proclaimed head of the table versus the highest paid actor in Hollywood, the actual breadwinner, the actual head of the table. That, that has all the potential to be one of the most emotional stories really that we've seen. And I feel comfortable saying that because Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso has produced two of the most emotional matches we've seen in a long time already. No disrespect to Jey Uso, but The Rock is a different kind of wrestler. 
And again, if you take offense to that, well, look up who The Rock is. Uh, now, obviously, that's five. We promised you five. But we heard heel turns and headlocks. We do things a little differently. We like to go above and beyond for the people. As Excalibur says, give the people what they want. And we're just going to say this, get it out of the way so we can dive right in. The next one we're about to say, our honorable mention, unlikely, probably. Have we all been talking about this possibility for years? Absolutely. Is it likely to ever happen? No, sadly. But if there were ever something to come back for, if there were ever a reason to end that, what, six-year hiatus now, I would say main eventing WrestleMania with a red hot Roman Reigns would be it. And you know who we're talking about. Get angry, text our number, do what you do. Honorable mention, Bear, your Chicago guy, one of the greatest of all time, whether people love it or hate it, CM Punk. Where where do we go from here? I mean, there's a re- <laughs> there's a reason he's our honorable mention. We felt obligated to include Punk. We're well aware, by the way, that as of this recording, he is no longer a professional wrestler. However, Roman recently brought Punk's name up. Um, Roman was on a podcast, a complex sports podcast, and they kind of asked Roman about his Mount Rushmore, which you know we did an episode of like that as well. I'm going to shamelessly plug that in there. But look, they asked Roman his feelings on Punk because, again, if you guys are familiar with Punk's podcast with Cole Cabana, the Art of Wrestling podcast, CM Punk kind of took little digs at Roman Reigns. And there's legitimate, seemingly, again, we, we don't know their personal lives here. There's seemingly some bad blood between these two in real life, which could translate really well into the wrestling ring. You know, they'll be professional. I'm assuming they'd be professionals about it. And even if they go at it, I <laughs> sign us up, right? But look, Roman Reigns on that podcast said exactly this. If you've watched wrestling for the last 10 to 15 years and love it and it's in your blood, then you probably have some kind of feelings about that guy in reference to punk. I know I do. Just by doing one of these things, he made my job a lot harder. If it's something that the fans can get behind and sink their teeth into and really dive into the creative with us, then I'm willing to do it. Reigns continued, I don't like the guy. I don't know many people who do. I just don't know many people who do, but I'm willing to put business first and make really good content if that's the case. He'd probably have to be slapped around a few times in order to get his mind right, but if he's willing and the fans are in the audience are going to like it and be into it, then most likely I'm going to be into it. You know, this interview in particular really caught my attention because you're, it's almost, well, before Punk returned to WWE in the backstage capacity, nobody could really talk about him. If people were asked about him, who's that guy? Or they'd deflect it, right? But Roman came, came out and said it how it is. Doesn't like him. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, that makes some, that makes for some really good and compelling television. Look, and plus, it, Punk's biggest gripe. Sorry to cut you off. No, no. Punk's, Punk's biggest gripe in almost everything was that he never got to main event WrestleMania. Yeah. You come back, and buddy, that's, that's the main event of WrestleMania. It, it has to be. I don't care who wins the Royal Rumble in that case. That match main events WrestleMania. 
Absolutely. And look, if you're sitting here and just going, you just want Punk back. Well, look, you're talking about a five-time WWE world champion, six-time if you're going to include Ring of Honor, which you really should. You're also talking about a guy who has won the Intercontinental Championship. He has won the tag team titles. He's won Money in the Bank twice. He's literally, as Bear said, I mean, I guess you can add the U.S. title in there. He's done everything except for win the Royal Rumble and main event WrestleMania. I'm all in favor of obviously having a quote-unquote full-time wrestler win the Royal Rumble. But Punk, we've always said we want Punk back. Even the people who pretend they don't want Punk back know that he would do wonders for professional wrestling. He's a polarizing figure, much like Roman Reigns. But the reason this works is because this works this story works this match works this feud works it's not just a random imagine if punk main evented wrestlemania with this person no you're talking about the guy who wants to oppress all of smackdown all of wwe and have them fall in line versus the voice of the voiceless it writes itself CM Punk on the mic against Paul Heyman. We've seen it before. It's magic. CM Punk returning to WWE to once again save WWE. You can love the guy. You can hate the guy. You can't deny that he is the first ever independent wrestler to win the WWE championship. You can't do it. You can't deny that he had the longest WWE championship reign since Hulk Hogan. Can't deny it. CM Punk, he's one of the biggest stars in wrestling history. But more importantly here, because it, box office aside, he's a guy who is perfect to step up to Roman Reigns and not only save WWE, but save the generation that he helped birth, that he helped open the doors for in the first place. These independent wrestlers today who might not get the opportunity because Roman Reigns can sit here and go, you're damn right. I got spoon fed this stuff because I deserve it. And everybody else busting their ass, not getting those chances. Here comes the voice of the voiceless once again to save the damn day. I almost dropped an F-bomb. We're clean here at Heel Tunes and Headlocks. Finally. Only took us 40 episodes. Uh, point is... Better late than never, brother. <laughs> point is, we've all heard some silly ways to bring back CM Punk. I think this actually makes sense. To have Punk and Heyman involved directly, that alone makes it intriguing. To have Punk and Roman Reigns in a WrestleMania main event, that alone makes it intriguing. But it's that element of Roman Reigns, the quote-unquote manufactured star versus the voice of the voiceless, the one who wants to oppress versus the one who fights the oppression. It's an honorable mention because it's highly unlikely. But if we had the choice, well, this would probably be it. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. As always, we love you very much. Keep on staying safe. And, uh, Bear, I believe we have a number to show. 614-450-0366. Text it, call it, beep it. I don't care. We're also at whatamaneuver.net slash heel-turns-headlocks. dash dash And we can reach us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're still working on the MySpace. And if you got nothing else, I got nothing else, brother.
Tom, help us out. Uh, and if you don't know that MySpace reference, Tom. MySpace Tom, yeah. not our friend Tom. If Screw you don't that know guy. that reference, <laughs> if you don't know that reference, I feel old. Uh, on that note, thank you all for listening. Keep on staying safe and wearing your masks. Thank you all for voting. And um, well, I guess if you can't do anything else, keep on loving professional wrestling. Boom. And that's how you do it. You've been listening to Heel Turns and Headlocks with Bear DiGiulio and Brian LaPrey. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back soon with more. But until then, reach out on Facebook at Heel Turns and Headlocks, on Twitter at Heel underscore Turns underscore Pod, and on Instagram at Heel Turns and Headlocks. We'll see you next time.